0: Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because it is just a lot of me and it's a lot of me just chatting and kind of catching up with you guys. I felt like I had done just quite a few episodes. My last episode, I guess, for example, was with my sister Lindsay, so I had done a guest episode and then just talked about certain themes, but I really just wanted to kind of sit down and have a very casual episode for reference. It's actually the Sunday before I post this. I had another episode actually slotted to go up today, like all set and done, but I just really wanted to do something a bit more chill and a bit more chatty where there's honestly not a lot of outline and it's just me talking to you guys, letting you guys know where I'm at in the world and having a little catch up. I'm also going to answer some Q&A questions. There are a few questions that I've gotten a lot recently and I also did a Q&A on my channel about like a wife talk video and there were so many questions for that. So I figured I would just go back through kind of past Q&As and answer questions that I haven't answered just to kind of have like a chill episode just me. If you guys are having just like a cozy Monday when you're listening to this or whatever you're doing for the other days of the week, I just hope this is something that you can play in the background and enjoy because every now and then I like listening to episodes like this that are just really casual and chatty and don't have a particular theme. I guess I will start off by sharing and I started doing this kind of in some recent episodes, just a high of the week and the low of the week. And so for today on this Sunday, I can actually share after a solid whole week with the high and the low was. And I think my high of this week overall was just getting to be in New York City. I'm going to talk about this a bit more kind of in my intro, but being in New York over the past week was such a joy and so much more of a joy than I thought it was going to be. And I had just so much fun. I have a bit of Sunday Scaries coming back into the week because it was just such a great time. And if you guys don't know, I used to live in New York. I lived there for four years. So I went there for college and then I stayed until I was 22. And then I came back in March of 2020 to Texas just to do some wedding planning. Obviously, that was the start of the pandemic. So I ended up staying here and then I just never went back. We ended up getting married here and moving here. And everything was here, which was great. And I think everything happens for a reason, but I never felt like I got the closure that I wanted about living in New York. And so, this past trip over the past week, and if you guys follow me on Instagram, you saw I was posting so much about it because it was just such a good week. We did so much, and I feel like I got that closure. And honestly miss it a lot. And so I will share more about that trip in a second. But that was definitely my high. I would say that my low of the week. And this is something that I'm just now processing as I'm sitting down. I have been kind of in an unhealthy mindset about comparison lately. I don't know what it is. But I have been comparing myself so much to other people on like Instagram and YouTube. And just more so than I used to. I think that this was something that I never really Dealt with until I would say like the past couple of years, and not even in a way of comparing myself to how other people look, like being insecure in my body or anything like that. Thankfully, I'm in a very healthy place with that, and that's not really something I struggle with as much as I used to when I was younger. But it's more so just comparing like the point that I'm in my life and being like, okay, this person's at this age and they were here, they had this, and feeling almost behind. I've been struggling with this a lot lately and I think it's because I've been on my phone so much more than I used to. I've really been trying to do more on Instagram, more on TikTok, which I know sounds like kind of silly, but it is really important when you do this kind of job to just be on all the platforms and I think that that's one of the biggest tips that I have. If you're someone who's trying to be a content creator, I think I need to do another episode on this because like a deep dive into if you want to be a content creator, that kind of thing, because I do think it's important just to be on everything as much as you can but it can also be really overwhelming when you're consuming it at the same time and you're seeing what other people are posting and thinking you need to be posting that and the thing about being in New York I kind of realized there are things that I really enjoy and really feel like myself when I'm doing them And I kind of forgot about that. Sometimes I think you catch yourself doing things because you see everyone else enjoying them and then you step back and you're like, wait, that's not even really me. And I think I had that moment in New York where I feel very much like myself when I'm there because I'm pretty independent. And there are a lot of things, and I'll go into this in a second, that I am very thankful about to live here. For the most part, I just realized that there were so many things that I really enjoyed and I think when I'm creating my content, it just makes me want to be more authentic. Not that I'm not ever being authentic and like lying online, but just thinking more genuinely about things that maybe I used to touch on more that I don't anymore. And it was just really good. It was a really good trip, but the comparison thing has not been for me. I've had a really chill Sunday today. We've just been doing like a getting everything together, kind of resetting for the week, which is always really helpful to do on a Sunday. So I finally just did a day of not being on my phone, and by not being on my phone, I mean specifically Instagram. That's the app for me that just messes with me, and I find myself scrolling too much, just being on my phone. So... Having that digital Sabbath day a week is so helpful and so nice. And I would highly recommend if you're in the place in life where you feel like you're dealing so much with comparison because of your phone – And obviously with my job, I can't just like not go on it when I don't want to. Doing that once a week is so good for me. It makes me feel a lot more refreshed. It makes me feel just more excited about what I'm doing. And I'm really thankful to have that day off. So that's just a little tip. If you're feeling that way on a Monday, Tuesday, whatever day of the week it is, I'd highly recommend just getting off for a day because it does help a lot. I'll share a recap of our trip, but I also just want you to know that I have a very long vlog coming. It's about 30 minutes of the week, and I'm very proud of myself because I did a really good job of actually recording things. I will say that my family is relatively more private and i've just learned that over the years i feel like when i was a kid i would just shove my camera in my family's face and i just know that that's not really what they want and that's not anything against like doing youtube they are so encouraging and so happy for me and it's funny because i met so many subscribers when i was in the city and it warms my heart so much because i would just be walking down the street in the financial district there'd be someone on their way to work and they would just say hey like i watch your videos and And it makes my day, it makes me so happy just to see you guys in real life. And it means a lot to me. And it's funny because my mom was with me at points. Aiden was with me at points. And they were like, that never gets old. Like, that's so cool to see. And it really never gets old to me either, especially in New York City, because you just think of it as being this big city but it actually feels so small when you meet people met people on the subway it's just crazy and it makes us feel so much more real so I was so happy about that but going back to my family you'll notice in that vlog it wasn't very much me Like walking and talking with my family because those were moments that we only had a week and was really trying to enjoy because my brother was there, my sister in law is there, and then I was meeting my niece Claire who is five months old and she is absolutely precious and it was just so sweet to get to spend time with them and oh I'm like getting sad sitting here because I already miss them so much and it's so hard when your family is so big that you feel like you can't fully invest in everyone equally and. I just always feel this guilt of, okay, I haven't asked about so-and-so enough, or I haven't asked about this sibling enough, and you just feel like you're never fully being present in everyone's lives. And even being in New York, I feel like I didn't get to see everyone that I wanted to see, especially like my YouTube friends. It was really a family trip, so I just didn't meet up with a ton of people. I did get to see Rose. She has a very unfortunate situation where she has rats in her apartment, which is not fun. And we saw so many rats when we were walking around in the city. So I think it's just because it's been raining so much there that they're really out and about and because of COVID. But bless her soul she had to deal with that and I just felt so bad for her so it was still nice to get to see her we got breakfast one day and with doing this job whenever I go somewhere new it just gives me so much more like excitement about what I'm doing when you're sharing a new place sharing new memories and I had so many people responding to my stories and they were like you just seem like so happy right now and you seem so alive and I was posting a lot about my outfits which is something that I haven't really been into but over the past month I realized that hey like I really miss fashion and putting together outfits and styling things and it was fun to get to do that there because I feel like that's just more of a thing in New York like if I wore some of those outfits where I live now not that I really cared what other people think about me I was always that girl would wear dresses to high school and I just didn't really care what people thought but you just do seem out of place like it's It fits the vibe more there. And just like seeing other girls walking on the street and being like, oh my gosh, her outfit's so cute. And it was just nice. I felt just more refreshed. And it also made me appreciate a lot of things here. I'll say this I want to say the things that I missed, and I want to say the things that I. Missed about Texas because there are a few. And the reason that I'm sharing this is because I had a lot of people ask me on my story about would you ever move back to New York City? And I do think it's a place that you see it through a rose colored lens. I think that's the phrase when you just kind of look back and it looks really beautiful when someone's posting about it on Instagram, but there are like harsh realities, like anywhere that you would live. And I was just watching two people's videos that were talking about this. It was Renee Amberg, because she just moved out of the city. And then it was Chad Masters was talking about it in a video, Chad and Tori Masters, they're Christian YouTubers. But the things that I missed, first and foremost, and we were talking about this, me and Aiden, is just the energy. The energy when you're there. And I am sorry if you live in another big city, I'm sure it's similar. But even like being in Chicago, it feels so different. But you just feel so alive and you feel so electric and you're surrounded by people who just have that sense of drive. And I wouldn't say it's necessarily always drive for the best things in life. I mean, there's a lot of things that I think are easy to fall into in a city like New York City, which I'll talk about in a second. But you just can't, you know, Not say that you like that when you're there. It's so nice and just going. I mean, there's one day we hit 30,000 steps and I just miss that. Like, I miss just always being on the go. But on the other hand, I also miss, you know, living a slower life that I have liked here in Texas as well. And I remember when I lived there, I would always think, oh my gosh, it would be so nice to live in a place where everyone wasn't moving so fast and you didn't feel like you were always behind and you were always behind with the trends. But obviously you always want what you don't have and so we just appreciated that so much we did so much if you want to check out on my instagram i have a highlight it's called nyc trip and i tagged everything that we did if you're going there if you need recommendations we hit up a lot of our old favorite places so you can check out that of course i had to check out levain cookies again which were just as amazing as they always were We saw my old apartments, which I showed in my vlog. If you ever want to see, I love seeing like what the outside of people's apartments looked like after they moved out. You can check out that. I showed two of the apartments in that video. I lived in the Upper West Side my last year of New York. And that apartment that I lived in was my favorite apartment I've ever lived in to this day. I mean, I love our apartment we live in in Dallas. But there was just something about that place that was so special it was the quietest apartment we only had two neighbors and one of them was the woman who owned the building and she had owned it for years and years and she actually had to interview us to actually get the apartment she wanted to make sure we weren't super crazy she was just like an elderly woman so she didn't want anyone who would be too loud She picked the perfect people because I am a grandma as you guys know I also had another neighbor too who was really sweet He would always come up and like fix anything that we needed He was also like an older man and was just really nice and helpful and even months after I moved out And I kept getting packages there He would send them to my apartment in dallas and he was just so kind and that stuff really makes a difference When you live in a city where people can be more cold And then I also lived in brooklyn heights when I was in college and that was probably my favorite neighborhood i've ever lived in It's seriously so magical, and if you're going to New York... Definitely would recommend visiting the Brooklyn Heights Promenade. You get a beautiful view of the skyline. Again, just such a special place. I really love like quiet areas of New York where I know everyone loves like the East Village and kind of like the party. I know everyone loves the East Village and where there's a lot happening, but I always really loved just like the really quiet areas. Even my brother's apartment's in Harlem and we were walking around there and it's just nice like being close to Central Park being up there and so it was fun to get to visit but especially Brooklyn Heights I was walking around one morning by myself because my mom was doing something in the morning on her own and my family we really like to like go do our own things so I was having my own morning and I went there and I just got really emotional because you really do have all these memories when you live somewhere and that's when I started dating Aiden and we would stay out on the promenade till 3 a.m. on a certain bench and there was a place where he said that he loved me for the first time and where we had our first kiss and where he ultimately proposed to me and so it's just such a special neighborhood and it's just crazy how all these moments really do make up so many special times of your life and you really do attach those with places and when you're actually there after not being there for so long. It just made me feel really overwhelmed with emotion in a very happy way, like the way that I am just so appreciative of and so thankful for. I'm like trying, I'm always trying not to cry in this podcast, but I think it's because it's a Sunday night and I have a little bit of Sunday scaries and I'm also just thinking about this trip. And I do think the second thing would probably be, I don't know if this was the second thing. I think I just said the energy, but It would just be the fact that I did feel a lot more motivated in what I'm doing as a content creator. And I know that people enjoy my content wherever I am, but I can't deny the fact that that was a place where it's easy to discover people when they do live in New York because it's a place people really want to see you living. And yeah, I'm not going to lie that that's not something that I'm aware of and aware that... I had a lot of people watching my videos when I'm there, but something as I get older that I realize that it's never worth, and this is something Renee was talking about in her video, that you do romanticize things, and I think she was struggling with feeling like if she moved out of New York, people wouldn't care about her videos. Live somewhere just because you think people are going to like you more because of it, and that's not a good reason. She was talking about how there's just a lot of things you don't see when people post about living in New York, you don't see the negative sides of being there, and I do think there are a lot of those. It is a hard place to live, it's extremely expensive. I'll say that's the first thing that is quite obvious. I mean, when I was in New York, when I was splitting an apartment with my roommate my last year, we were paying $1,800 each, I believe. And it was a two bedroom, but it was more like a flex two bedroom. Our bedrooms were very small and we had a washer and dryer unit, which was nice. And that was like my apartment that I really loved that last year. Um, and then before I was splitting another one with my roommate, I don't remember what that rent was. I think it was around like $1,600 each. So if you wanted a one bedroom apartment and a neighborhood that you wanted to live in, it would probably be pretty pricey. So you can obviously live outside of the city though and have a great life. I actually visited one of my old friends who lived outside of the city and it was so nice to get to catch up with her. But as we get older and we talk about just goals that we have for like finances and, wanting to buy properties to invest in. And I would love to have a place that had land. Those things are expensive and they take a lot of savings. And realistically, it is very much easier to build a comfortable life outside of a place like New York. But I don't want to say that that's necessarily true for everyone though. I mean, my brother's been there for like 10 years and they are raising a baby there right now. I do think they might move out of the city in the next couple of years but they're making it work and it was so cool to see them like wheeling her down the subway and bringing her across the city I was holding her crossing the streets and we were talking with them and Avery my sister-in-law was like yeah I just realized that I can still do a lot of the same things that I like doing with the baby but it's just you make changes but you just go on with it and I think for me here being in Texas it's a lot easier to focus on my health and fitness routine and my mental health and I think that those things are very valuable things the older that you get we were actually talking with we met so many awesome uber drivers while we were there And there was this one guy, he was an immigrant from Egypt, and he was talking about how he had just moved to New York City like two years before because his kids got into college here. And first off, it was just crazy to hear his story of how smart his kids were to be able to go to school here, how much he valued that they got in here and he was just amazing to get to talk to but he was talking about how you know you don't think about your health until you reach maybe your 40s when it actually matters because up until then you just assume that you're healthy and I am in this phase where I really want to make sure I am holistically being healthy by getting enough sleep, by working out, by spending time with friends and family, by not overworking myself and those things are so important and unfortunately there are people who aren't in the situation where they get to focus on all those things and I know everyone's in different phases of life but for me it's a lot easier to do that here in a place like Texas, a place that's not as busy but that doesn't mean that you still don't miss it i really had just such a great time it was honestly such a lovely trip and yeah if you want to actually see the trip feel free to watch my vlog that i'm posting it should be up on tuesday which would be september 28th i cannot believe it's already almost october that's insane to me but yeah that'll be up then if you guys want to watch it it's a long vlog like i said but it was such a lovely trip i wanted to put this in here because i had gotten a few questions and just wanted to chat with you guys new york City's in the past i'm gonna go ahead and answer some questions from my Instagram okay this one says how do you know you can trust your husband phone friends life so I feel like this is kind of a general question but I had got this one I would say that I think this is something that you should figure out before someone becomes your spouse. I mean, for me, I think when we were dating, we just told each other everything and really valued being able to tell the truth. And that meant even telling the truth when things were not so easy to talk about, when things were harder. It was natural to keep something from someone else but when you form that bond and you're just dating and you share so much of your life with someone and this is why I think it's so important to date people who actually are your best friend and I know that's cheesy but I was talking about this with my sister Jamie the other day and just saying how much I value the fact that I have so much fun with Aiden and he's just truly my best friend especially when we were going around New York City because we hadn't been there married before and we got to like stay in the same place and stay out late and see our friends and just go have a good time as like a married couple. That was so fun and I just genuinely love being around him so much. But when you have that friendship, it's not super formal anymore and so you do just tell each other everything. Proverbs 12, 22 says the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy and I think that means you know pick someone who's trustworthy in all aspects of their life if you find that they are lying to their friends lying to their parents lying to you know the job that they have those are red flags to say hey one of these days i'm gonna be that thing and i think that goes for i don't know i don't necessarily want to say that it goes for cheating to someone cheats in the past they're going to cheat in the future but i think it's important to know that in the dating phase because that's just something to be aware of we don't really look at each other's phones it's not something where i'm like hey let me see your phone that i read his text i have before just because i was bored and was (laughs) looking through or i'll usually go through his photos that's something that we do we'll like go through each other's photos and i have no shame and that's because if something happens like say you would be really weirded out like this is one of your things that you don't want him texting other girls maybe that's your thing if he makes it known when a girl texts him instead of it being something that you find out just talking about it and figuring out what is bothering you and having those boundaries in place from the start i think is really helpful but i think sometimes if you have that gut instinct that someone isn't someone that you should be trusting then you should kind of act upon that and realize that your gut is probably telling you something important so you should act upon that and maybe not trust them but i also don't want to say that because i don't think you should just trust your heart in all circumstances i was actually learning about that in church today he was talking about how our hearts can be so deceitful and i don't think that you just trust your gut or your heart in all situations i think you know as a christian praying about it and making sure that you're aware of what's going on and letting god know what's on your heart is important instead of just acting on it all the time is there anything you wish you would have done differently in your singleness uh-huh. I would say honestly I don't I don't know if this is really true but just like in hindsight I worked a lot when I was single and I was really only single I'm gonna say singleness as in dating but not married I worked a lot and I know when someone's doing YouTube or Instagram or those kind of things you don't really see it and so it's like are you serious? You're talking about work like you obviously don't actually have that much to work on. But especially in college, I think that I spent a lot of time working on my channel. But I don't really regret it. And I don't really wish I did things any differently just because it made me the person that I am today. And I'm thankful that we had savings when we were a married couple because of the way that I had worked in college, the way that he had worked in college. And so I don't regret that. By any means, but I do think that I just thought that this was the main priority. And the older that I get, the more that I realize that this is not my life and it is really important. And I think work is so important. I think God cares about the work that we do and, you know, what we're doing with our hands and how we're creating value in the world. Those things are so important. I think if you're wanting to read more on that, John Mark Comer has a book called Garden City and it's a really great book if you want to read that. But besides the point, I think that I just spent a lot of time and thought that it was the main priority in terms of like saving and, you know, growing my channel and that kind of thing. But the older that I get, the more that I realize that relationships with people and investing in family and having a community, that those things are ultimately more important than all the other things. I like this question. I don't know why I didn't read this in the actual video, but she said, how do you not get bored when being with the same person all the time? Monotony. Yeah, that's a great question. It's something that I don't think I can give the best answer because we have only been married for a year and a little bit over a year. But the thing is, I feel like because we waited to move in together, that it still feels exciting. I imagine if you went from like living with someone for a while and then getting married, it may feel a lot more monotonous. But maybe that's not true. I'm not like saying that as a blanket statement. I'm just saying that from my personal view, that things still feel new because we're still experiencing that aspect of our relationship but I talked about this in a video but just always making sure that you're trying to date one another that you are putting yourself out there and you know doing new situations meeting new people and continuing to invest in one another I think it's easy to get complacent in a relationship where you just you know watch Netflix at night you watch the same show you do the same thing maybe like scrolling your phones on the couch like it can go from feeling like you are in a relationship to feeling like you are actually just two people that are roommates and I don't think that that's the best way to live your life and so I would say just to keep dating one another and i think that's why it was so fun in new york like traveling together you don't have to go on an expensive trip like going on road trips is something that we both really enjoy because we learn new things about one another by maybe dealing with conflict or travel i think traveling can bring up a lot of conflict when one person's really annoyed your plane gets delayed like those kind of things can happen but you also see new things together experience new situations When we were going on road trips outside of Texas, we really realized how much we love like being out in the country and, you know, that kind of thing. And so you just learn more about each other when you travel. And I think it's always good to do those things. And again, it doesn't have to be going overseas or anything like we haven't ever traveled abroad. I mean, we went to Hawaii, but we haven't been out of the country together, but you can still have so much fun just doing small things around you. So I'd recommend doing that too. I had some people ask about what my current kind of like reading plan is with the Bible and studying the Bible and just getting questions about having a quiet time. And so for me, I think it changes all the time. There are times when I like having the specific devotionals to read, but there are also times when I actually like just reading certain books of the Bible. So right now I am reading this devotional. It's called Emergency Rations. I forget who the author is. I'll have it in the show notes if you guys want to check it out. It's really good. It has specific devotionals per different kind of like themes of life so if you're dealing with losing a loved one if you're dealing with anger if you're dealing with not being grateful it has specific devotionals and i can't tell you how much i appreciate reading those and we were just in new york and my mom was there my mom was there for half the week that aiden was there half the week i just remember seeing my mom every morning reading her bible and how much i appreciated that when i was a kid because i really grew up just seeing always you know my parents start each day with reading the word and it was so important as a christian i don't always show my bible reading in my vlog so that's what i'm doing right now i'm always open to trying new devotionals though i've just been really liking that one because it has you know a summary of what you're reading and then it also has verses at the end that you can read through and it's really helpful just to read through those so you get the context too but you also have something that's more easily digestible before then as well so i've been loving doing That I've been loving reading that, and then I usually also do my five minute journal because it has some things about what you're grateful for. Um, It talks about like affirmations, and I kind of get in a weird spot because I do try to separate kind of like new age ideas and new age Christianity just for me from faith, and so I try to think about things that God tells me who I am, you know, what the word tells me, as opposed to like I believe that I am this if that makes sense and so I will do that and then I'll usually pray I try to make my prayers and this might be because I'm like a type one and I'm just overthinking everything and I want to do everything by like a certain standard but I try to always pray for things I'm thankful for other people and then myself I get caught in phases when I think that I'm just struggling so much so I have to only pray about myself and only pray about my own needs when there are just so many different things, especially now like with the world, there are so many different things going on where people need prayer. And so just trying to think about that. But that's what I do right now. It goes and changes. I kind of want to do a whole video though on like my quiet time routine or something like that. But because it's not a super specific routine, I think that's why I haven't done that video yet. But something that I would definitely love to do. Do you think waiting till marriage strengthened your relationship? Definitely. And I wanted to talk about this because I've just been seeing a lot of stuff like online, kind of like making fun of people who make that decision and just like poking at it and not shaming anyone who has like different opinions on this. But I think for us, it definitely did. And I'm bringing this up because I sometimes feel like when I was younger and I heard people like poking fun at the idea of waiting till marriage, it just always made me feel like I'm someone who like is very confident in the decisions that i make so it's not really something where i felt offended but i know there are people out there who do get swayed by stuff like that and obviously so because people can be so mean and so i would just say that if that's a choice that you're making i think that that's a great decision for you and i think it really can strengthen your relationship i know there's a lot of stuff and i talked about this in a po- a past episode on like purity culture and i know that there are a lot of people who deal with a lot of shame depending on the churches that they go to and the way that people talked about sex but That is just not something that I grew up with. I just had a very healthy relationship with sex just being a good thing and something that really does strengthen your relationship, especially within a marriage. And so I would say, yeah, I think that because that wasn't an aspect of our relationship when we were dating, we spent so much time creating intimacy in other ways within dating of like getting to know one another and creating like an emotional intimacy with another person and just talking through things and I think that that was really good for us and I know that I was just someone who would have gotten very attached to someone if that was an element of their relationship before being married and that was something that I just wanted to have with my husband and so I you know, did that. And I think that that's okay. Even in 2021, if you make that decision that it's still okay. So I wanted to put that in there, but I definitely think so. But I also know people that are married who did not make that decision and also have really great marriages. So that decision was made A lot by my faith but also just because of my personality like I talked about attachment I really want to read that book it's about different attachment styles my friend Christy Vetter was talking about how she did a podcast on it I need to go listen to it because I've heard that book is really good but I think that this might be applicable here but yeah definitely I think that it's also just really fun figuring that out in marriage and yeah obviously it's a good thing so for sure when your spouse is feeling down what do you do to support him slash cheer him up i love this question and i think this can apply of course if you don't have a spouse this can be literally anyone in your life but something that i've learned is that everyone needs different things and just because one person likes to receive encouragement one way doesn't mean that another person does so for me quite honestly i i Sometimes just want to talk about what's in my head and put my thoughts out into words, which is why this podcast is great because I personally am really bad at this. I'm very introverted. No, I'm not actually that introverted, but I'm not a verbal processor, so I don't really talk through things when I'm thinking them. They oftentimes just stay in my head as opposed to coming out, which can be really unhealthy. And so for me, I know that I just need someone to listen to me and to be there when it takes quite a bit of time for me to actually kind of share my emotions. But for me with in our relationship, I think that he more so likes to talk a lot and likes to get communication and likes to hear my thoughts and get advice versus I don't always want advice. So. I think that you would just have to figure out what they want and what works for them. Maybe they just want a hug. Maybe they just want a meal cooked for them. Maybe they just want you to make them laugh. Everyone's different. Making me laugh really helps too. When I'm just like stuck in a weird, you know, headspace, it really helps when someone just makes me laugh and is there for me. And so I think that that's always something humor can get you out of a lot of bad situations. So I'd highly recommend that. I think that everyone likes humor. I mean, sometimes I get annoyed though when I really don't want to laugh. Actually, my friend, not my friend. I always think everyone's my friend online, but I don't really know her personally, but I love JC Marie Smith. I love her TikToks and she just did one. It was like her trying not to laugh when she wanted to be mad at her husband. (laughs) And it was so true. I always hate that when you're like, I'm trying to be red right now. Don't make me laugh. The last question that I'm going to answer is on dealing with conflict. This was a question I got and I'll say that I did a whole podcast on this i believe i've done so many podcasts guys i think i'm approaching around like 80 episodes of 45 minutes each which is just so crazy it makes me so happy but conflict is one of the ones that i've really talked a lot on if that's something that you're interested in specifically handing conflict within a friendship within a romantic relationship within a roommate situation all those things but I think with dealing with conflict as someone who is very non-confrontational I am not someone who likes to be confrontational but I actually was thinking about this when I was in New York I really have gotten to the point where I'm happy to stand my ground so I think you have to know your personality and what you are inclined to do I'm inclined to be a little bit too agreeable sometimes and not really stick up for myself when I know hey like I have this conviction and I think that this is okay, that this is right. And I sometimes kind of like, I don't know, just agree with people when I'm like, wait, I actually don't agree with you at all. And I think that this just leads me to being resentful of other people. So presenting the conflict and just knowing if you're someone who's the opposite, if you're too confrontational, if you are too always wanting to quarrel with other people, I can't believe I just said the word quarrel. It was really random. I would recommend, you know, not being that way as much, kind of meeting in the middle. I always look to the Bible for how to handle situations. And so this is a verse. I didn't memorize this. I just looked it up because I remembered part of it. It's Ephesians 4.31. It says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from us along with malice. And this is talking about church conflicts technically. So I don't want to take this out of context, but I know that when I feel bitter, when I feel, I don't know if I felt wrathful before, but I have been angry for sure that those feelings when they're just festering, They're not making me more like the way I want to be, which is to be like Christ. And so I would recommend always bringing the conflict to the other person and just talking about it and being open and honest. And you'll likely find that the situation is never really as bad as it seems in your head. I always make things out to be so much worse in my head when they're really not that bad. So I would just recommend, you know, talking about it, bringing it to them and being honest with them. And I think that that's always the best. You know, honesty is the best policy in the end. And that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed just kind of chatty, reflecting. I'm feeling, that was the word I was looking for. I'm feeling very reflective tonight. So I just wanted to have a very kind of simple Reflective Night. Again, look out for that vlog if you want to see the New York City stuff. It'll be up soon. And yeah, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you guys. I know I say that all the time, but I'm really thankful for you guys. Thankful for you guys listening. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode with my sister Lindsay. If you're wanting another episode to listen to and you haven't listened to that one, that one was really fun if you want to look back. I hope you guys enjoyed. Feel free to write a review if you guys enjoyed. Definitely helps the podcast if you give it five stars. That would be very appreciated. And just look out for new episodes every Monday and always tag me in an Instagram story if you're listening because I want to see it. It always makes my day, again, just to see you guys listening and how you're watching. So, so thankful for you guys and I will talk to you guys in my next podcast. Bye guys.